hey, it's going to be really weird calling you Jonathan during this interview. <laughs> it's going to be really weird being called Jonathan during this interview. <laughs> but it's kind of fun. So here we go. I'm curious. I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but I think it's interesting for people to hear. When did you first know about me? Uh, well, that is a long and complicated story. Um, I remember, I, I have vague memories of mom being pregnant, um, but I definitely remember going to the hospital and, um, sorry, um, I definitely remember going to the hospital and seeing you at the hospital and being told, there's my little sister. Um, and then I don't really remember anything else. Um, I know that I told Aunt Carol, um, about you when nobody else knew. And then when I was somewhere around 10, mom sat me down and, um, you know, we had one of those like life you know, somewhere around 10, we had one of those, um, life talks that you have with your kid. Um, and, uh, she told me that, you know, I had a little sister because I guess I had probably like repressed or just forgotten, um, like a, like a child will, um, something that's not brought up all the time. Like I had kind of forgotten that I knew anything about you. Um, and so, um, about 10, you know, we sat down and we had one of those long talks and she explained to me that, you know, I, I had a little sister, um, and that you had been given up for adoption. Um, and that's really when, um, my memories of knowing about you really kind of stem from, um, from that point going forward, I remember knowing that I had a little sister um, out in the world somewhere, but not knowing where she was. Wow. That, that must've been a really interesting feeling. Cause I grew up, I knew that I knew about you. It was part of my, um, paperwork, like non-identifying information that the agency gave my parents. And so I knew that I had a brother that was five years older than me. Um, but to find that out late, cause I don't have a memory of finding that out or like of finding out that I was adopted. I always knew that from the time I was very young. So finding that out must've been a really interesting experience. Um, it was, I don't, I don't know that. I, I don't feel like it really shocked me. Um, there was a lot in life that, me and mom didn't talk about just throughout life. Um, there's a lot of things that were just never brought up because that was the same conversation when she told me, um, like just a little bit of information about my father who I, you know, I had had no contact with. Um, and so I, I think when she told me that, like I knew it, but I didn't know it. Cause like, I don't remember being shocked that I had a little sister. I just remember her being like, Oh, okay. And then from that point going forward, you, you constantly being 
a part of my family. Wow. That's how I always thought too. I always wondered about you and who you were and what you were like. And then several years later, I reached out and contacted Belle. What was that like? Did you know right away when I contacted her or do you remember what that was like? Um, so I was living in Monroe. I had gotten out of the, uh, I'd gotten out of the Marine Corps and I had moved away from our little town to Monroe, Louisiana. And, uh, I, I don't remember if she called me or if I called her, you know, it was just one of those, um, conversations that you have with your parents when you don't live at home. And I remember her saying that she had gotten a letter um, and that that you were um, asking about us. I think that that's when I found out. I think that that's when they told us your name or, or well, no, if you had contacted. So the agency contacted mom and asked if it was okay if they released her information to you. Right. And mom asked me what I thought about that. And I said, absolutely. Um, you know, we, you know, we, we need her in our lives in some way. Yeah. So go ahead. No, no, it's fine. Um, that was the process. Cause I remember waiting, knowing that we had initiated the search through the agency and it was that waiting game of, first of all, would they even be able to find you? Um, because she didn't have any obligation to update contact information or anything like that with the agency, but they were able to contact her obviously. And then the second piece of if they contacted her, if she would be willing to have me contact her and then they shared the information with me. So, um, that's interesting that from the initial point it was, Hey, you and me together, do we even move forward on this? And you were, you said, yes. Yeah, she she asked, you know, what I thought about it, and um, I believe I told her, um, I don't remember exactly, you know, how I phrased it or what I said, but uh, I know that it was somewhere in the time frame when I was beginning to think about how I would go about finding you on my own. Um so I remember, you know, being like, well, yeah, absolutely. I want you to tell her or let them know, let her know who we are and where we are. Um, because I was going to, you know, I told her I was going to find her on my own anyway. So this just saved me the trouble. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember you telling me that when we first got into contact. And I know we've talked about this a lot over the years that um, meeting Bell was amazing and filled a big hole and need in my life. But meeting you is just on a totally different level because you and I really have a close relationship that I truly value. Um, so then fast forward, we got in contact, we exchanged letters. And then not too very long after that is when I came out to Louisiana to meet you all. And I didn't just meet you and Bell. I met a ton of family with her siblings and their children and their children. And what was that like from your perspective? Uh, it was, it was wonderful. It was amazing. Um, 
Were it you was nervous? overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Were you nervous? Um, I was very nervous because there's so many of us that it's not, it, it's not uncomfortable for me, but I do recognize that there are so many of us that it could be overwhelming for anybody stepping into it. Yeah. I mean, you know, mom is the baby of uh, nine kids, eight of which lived. And at that time, I believe all eight of them live in Vernon Parish um, within 15 miles of each other. And all of the, you know, um, we tend to refer to the generations as grandma. And then we refer to the kids, which is mom and my aunts and uncles. And then the grandkids, which is my, you know, me and my cousins. And pretty much all of us lived just within 20 miles of each other. Right. Um, so like it was everybody and even the ones that don't live close came. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, well, aunt Johnny didn't live there, but you know, it was just, it's, so I was worried that it was going to be overwhelming for you. Um, and then I just like, I remember that it was just, it was a, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was surprisingly smooth for such a, because I was coming so far and it was Michael and I, I don't, I can't remember. I don't think we were even engaged yet and traveling. No, so. No, and I, I honestly think y'all had only been dating like six months. What a great girlfriend I am. Hey, you want to date me? Want to go meet my entire birth family? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, he... by the way, it's halfway across the country. Exactly. Exactly. To somewhere I've never been before. We're going to go navigate mm -hmm. it. Uh, but it was surprisingly smooth. I don't remember. I remember before I got off the plane starting to get nervous and Michael just saying, hey, we're, we're going to meet some people. Like, oh, you're right. That's what we're doing. Like, yeah. Um, and then getting off the plane and meeting you and everything just felt natural and easy. And plus, the family is so welcoming anyway. Like, just their inherent nature was very welcoming. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a pretty cool bunch. Yeah. I, you know, I like most of them. <laughs> well, that's pretty good for any family when you like most of them. Yeah. So then you yeah. came out on some trips out here. You've been out here a few times. Yes. Yes. Um, I think I came out the first time the Christmas after you came out, mm -hmm. I believe, um, and met your family, um, your, your California family, yeah. um, and several of your friends. And, uh, we went skiing. Yes. The first time I had ever done that. Uh, I, uh, believe I still have a lingering shoulder injury from <laughs> a skiing incident. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. That was so fun. I had, um, I was thinking about that recently, you know, being up there with my family and I had this flash in my mind, remembering watching you go down the run. You did so well. You did a great job. Until that one time. Well, you know, we all have the one time, that's for sure. And then you yeah. also came out. So you and Belle came out when I 
walked for my college graduation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, uh, asked her, didn't give her a choice. (laughs) That I Um, sure appreciated that because I know that that was a lot for her and would be for anybody, but I'm just with, uh, her personality that I know that was a huge, I don't know if sacrifice is the right word, but um, for her to do that was very meaningful for my parents and my brother and sister to get to meet her and my, you know, extended family. I know we had quite the shindig also, but that was really, really meaningful to me. And I, I've always appreciated that she was willing to step out of her comfort zone for me yeah it was um at the time I didn't realize just exactly how big of a uh of a um stretch out of her comfort zone it was for her yeah um because one not a big fan of flying and then traveling into that situation um it was definitely not something that she was comfortable doing and um i i i like you i'm i'm very appreciative that she made that trip yeah yeah something that'll always be in my heart and then you came out only a couple months later for my wedding yes yes i did um yeah that was a that was a fun one i was i was very happy that i got to be there for that yeah, I know you had fun because you helped the other groomsmen um, trash my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were quite we, a few we, pranks. We, yes, yes, we yes, yes. We played. We played a few pranks. I think that after we told your mom, I think that she went over there and cleaned up some of them because <laughs> I don't think they were all left for you. Oh, oh, well, that's or, good to know. Or some of them. Some of them may not have even, some of them have may not even worked. Like we tried to put, um, sure jail in your toilet. Oh, that worked. So that it would. Yep. That oh, worked. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. <laughs> okay. That one worked. That one um, worked. I remember finding, um, some of my delicacies in the freezer. <laughs> yes. 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 I will say me and Keith didn't participate in that one because we were both like, no, we're not, that's weird. We're not, we're not doing that one. That's reassuring. It was pretty fun to have uh, my brothers in cahoots with each other. That was pretty good time. Y'all were probably finding condoms in that house until you left. Forever. (laughs) Forever. I really do think that when, no, when we moved, I remember taking a picture down from the wall and there was one behind the picture. It was impressive. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it worked because we didn't have children for, you know, a few years after that. So <laughs> thanks. Exactly. So thanks to all you groomsmen. <laughs> um, well, oh. and then all this leads up to, sorry. No, dogs. It's mom. Bulldogs are not known for their intelligence. That's okay. I've got a dumb Yorkie. <laughs> there you go. They've all of a sudden just, like, noticed that I'm home and in here. Hold on just a second. I'm going to put them out. You guys are idiots. 
Sorry, they were not fans of going no. outside. <laughs> really? <That's, sighs> you know, Grayson will do that sometimes. Like, you'll look at him and say, you want to go outside? And he'll go run to his kennel. And I'm like, okay, I guess that means you don't want to go outside. Yeah, right. They just don't want to go outside because I'm inside. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. Okay. Um, his trip's... So then that leads us to my recent trip back out to Louisiana. And um, something I don't know that I talked about on the previous season of my podcast, I can't actually remember, but the day that you called me to tell me that Belle had passed away, I was at the coast and I had gone, yeah. I'd gone on a walk that morning and it was interesting because as I was on my walk, I found this bracelet just in the, you know, road um, and I went mm -hmm. And I let, and it, it's a beautiful sterling silver chain link type bracelet. And I had gone in the office and I let them know, hey, I don't know, you know, if somebody says that they lost a piece of jewelry, here's my campsite number, let me know. And it was something that I mentioned to one of the aunts when I was out there. And she goes, well, Belle sent that to you. And I said, I kind of thought the same thing because you don't find just any day. And it happened to be that very day that I went back from my walk. I went to the truck and I saw that you had called me and I went into town so that I could um, or you had text me because I could get texts, not phone calls. And so I went into town so that I could yeah. call you. And that's <laughs> when you let me know that Belle had passed. And so I've still been wearing that. It's just a reminder of you know, our family and is special to me, but I thought that was kind of a neat, kind of a neat piece. And then I started yeah. planning my trip. So what was that trip like for you? We've had about six months to resonate on it and think about it. What are your reflections? Um, you spent too much time in New Orleans. It took you too long to get up here to us. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, like it was, it was driving me nuts that like, you weren't up here yet. And because I was really looking forward to you being up here. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was a really, um, it was a really special trip. Um, I, I cannot thank you enough, um, for, for coming. Um, because it, it just, it meant, it meant a lot to me. Um, that you came, that you were able to come, that you did come. <clears throat> and then the, the, just, I had always felt that we were, we were close, but, um, by the end of the trip, like I just, I, I, I felt so much closer to you than, than I ever had before. It was, um, it was a wonderful trip. It was way too short. Yeah. Um, and it was under, you know, stressful times. So we didn't get, you know, we didn't get to just, you know, um, hang out and relax and, and just really, really visit. Um, it was just, uh, but it was, it was, I, mean, I don't want to say magical, but it was almost, it was, there were definitely magical aspects to it. Um, so it was just, it was really, it was really special to me that y'all, that you came out. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It um absolutely had magical elements. And I think, you know, 
one thing I've thought about a lot over my life is that nature versus nurture aspect and who we are and how we grow and just reflecting on that and being with you on that trip. And and I totally agree. I have felt close to you in the past, but there was just another degree of closeness and just um, relaxed easiness with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way of, uh, of describing it. Yeah. Like there's just a, a vibe <laughs> for lack of a better term. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I had never really thought much about the nature versus nurture. Um, but I remember the first time I came out to California, like, I think that's the first time that I really started seeing just so many traits that we share and, you know, we, we, we have, um, such a different, uh, upbringing, you know, both of our, our stories up to the point where we met have been, you know, incredibly different. Right. Um, and so seeing so many things that we share, not just a little bit alike, but like, almost exact same way and thought process and the way we go about doing things like it just it it really it really shocked me and opened my eyes to the whole nature versus nurture um you know discussion yeah it's really unfathomable when you say things like our thought processes like when we i mean silly little things like when we started playing wordle when i came back just for that daily contact with each other and then we started talking about our strategies with wordle which is not the typical way that people approach the game and it was identical (laughs) yeah exactly i mean just something as simple as that right you know it just it it's it's really um it's really unique and interesting yeah well and i remember both of our spouses commenting on that when we were in person like oh my goodness i know exactly they were saying to each other i know exactly how you feel dealing with them (laughs) yes 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 our spouses um shared some of those words (laughs) that was pretty entertaining well, and I think another thing that's been really neat with this process is um, just this podcast itself. And when I started it, you were the one, I really started this podcast to help me reflect through the loss of Bell. And, you know, a lot of times when you lose somebody, you go back and you look at pictures and you look at letters. And I was wanting, I was needing that and didn't have it because of the fire. And so my way of processing my thought was to start writing, but really just writing wasn't flowing for me. But when I used the voice of a podcast, that helped me to really process. And my initial step, so so initially that, that was for me myself, but then the thought of publishing it was intriguing because sharing stories can help people to heal and process through their own pieces that they're dealing with in their life. And my one concern out of anybody in the world was that you were okay with that and you were comfortable with that. And I think, and you were obviously, cause here we are, <laughs> but I think the thing that happened through that 
publishing of my podcast is you and I got to reflect and process together and it's brought us closer as well. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, yeah, it's added, it's added, you know, just another, another layer or another dimension to, um, to the closeness that we, that we have, that we share. Yeah. I appreciate it because I would always send it to you and just that conversation that it opened up, I think was very healing Mm -hmm. for me. Well, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad that it helped out. And to be honest, it, sorry. Um, to be honest, it helped me out a lot. Um, it, it helped me out a lot as well because I would then, I would then take and reflect on, you know, um, my journey with mom and, um, you know, just reflect on, on different things and different aspects. Yeah. That reflection piece has been really good for me because it's not something I took time to do in my past. I would just kind of bust, bust through things and forget to hit pause. Yeah. So, um, I also wanted to ask you about, you are the person who let me know who my birth father was. Yes. Um, so you had asked me, uh, to, to find out and mom had always been reluctant to talk about anything, um, anything to do with that. Um, do you want me to give the backstory? Sure. If you're, if you're Um, comfortable. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable with it. Um, so when I was four ish years old, um, mom decided that me and her were going to move to Oregon. And the only story that I've ever really heard that was, why we were moving to Oregon is um, her and Aunt Nelda were talking one time and Aunt Nelda was trying to talk her into not moving to Oregon, you know, telling her, Linda, you can't take, you know, you can't take Christopher to Oregon. Like you don't need to do that with this little boy. <clears throat> and mom just kept telling Aunt Nelda, I've got to, well, I, I've got to, I've got to go. And, you know, that was the, the late seventies. Um, mom had already, you know, had one child out of wedlock. Uh, So to me, what made sense through the whole thing was that mom had gotten pregnant in Louisiana, realized she was pregnant. And before anything started to show or anything, she moved off to Oregon. Right. Um, in the back of my mind, I had kind of hoped that maybe her and my father had messed around and hooked up again. Um, and that was one of the main reasons why she didn't want anybody to know, or, you know, it could have been, uh, you know, anything else, but that's, that's in my mind, that was why we moved to Oregon. Right. And so when you, you asked me to find it out for you, I went to her and, um, you know, me and mom have had a strange relationship over the years and we weren't necessarily in a great spot at that time. Um, 
but because you asked me to find this out for you, I went over to her and asked her and, um, she told me who your father was and that, you know, she had met him in Oregon, which completely blew, you know, my mind and, and notion of everything that had went on. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember her, I remember being really excited when I was able to uh, provide you his name. Yeah. Because I hope that that would, um, you know, obviously I don't know what it's like to be adopted, but I can assume that there's, you know, some holes, some gaps. Um, even though, you know, you, you have an amazing family that raised you. I do. But, you know, there's still going to be some lingering questions. And so I had hoped that being able to provide you with his name, uh, did I did I tell you he was from Oregon? Yeah. Or did I just give you the name? You gave me his name and you told me that he was from Oregon. Okay. Um, but I just, you know, I hoped that that would be able to um, – help provide you some more, some more comfort and healing. Yeah, it did. It did. And that's something that I'm going to, in this next season of my podcast, that other piece of my story that's interesting is, as you know, I did end up finding my birth father and I ended up meeting him and I have other siblings on that side. And I'm looking at how to tell that part of the story. But I think similarly to my interview with you, I'm going to be talking to somebody who's on that side of the family about their experiences. Um, Cause I've talked enough. <laughs> it's good to hear other people's viewpoints of what's gone on. So. Yes. And from what I understand, that's a, that's a pretty interesting story as well. Yeah, it definitely is. It is an interesting story. So that's kind of where I'm thinking of going next. Yeah. Well, I definitely look forward to, um, you know, listening to the next season of your podcast. Well, thank you. And thank you for letting me interview you. Plus, it's just fun to get to see you on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I love you. Love you too. And I will talk to you soon.